if you're like me, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who isn't? But only the real fans, the true hardcore fans of the podcast who have been with us since the beginning would know the two main facts about the both of us. Two undeniably really real and in no way made up on the spot facts about the both of us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Mei Lin. First and foremost, Bunny, the first fact, which is about you, is the fact that when you aren't recording the podcast, you are in fact, and this is true, a celebrated gardener with numerous books, best-selling books, on bookshelves and throughout uh, America's libraries and Barnes & Noble bookstores. If you don't believe me, just go, just uh, search Bunny Williams Gardening online. Bunny has written numerous books. So, so tell us, Bunny, uh, what was it that got you so passionate about gardening? Uh, originally, it definitely had to be Mr. Green Jeans, because his jeans were really, really so green. green. Yeah. You know, uh, didn't really know exactly what Mr. Green Jeans did, but he did have the green bib overalls, so yeah. I, 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 as a child, was led to believe that it involved produce in some way. In some fashion. Yes, in yeah. some fashion. Yet they, they were never really very clear about that because Mr. Bunny knew how to keep a fucking secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been watching through... Uh, I've been trying to, to binge watch all of SCTV. Every season is available for free right now on archive.org. Really? That's yeah, so I, I, I started from the beginning, surprised to see that Rick Moranis, uh, 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 Rick Moranis, yeah, doesn't come on for a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. But it is crazy to see, like, a young Catherine O'Hara, a young Eugene Levy, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Same thing with Martin Short. He didn't start until a few seasons after. Yeah. So, uh... I, I just saw a parody, like, in episode two or three of Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. Called, uh... Captain Commando, I don't remember, but he was all he was all violent. Um, the puppeteer who did Mr. Bunny was killed in that episode. And they're trying to figure out who did it. Uh, so... That's the first fact. The second fact, which is about me, is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So this is the part of the show where I get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know that well, and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. And that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of historic approximations, or as we like to call it, And that's capital H, capital A, small p, for those of you playing along at home in one of your Pope on Film fantasy sports leagues. Do not forget the small p. This, this whole show runs on small p. Also, to be clear, this segment was originally known as Steve's Historic Approximations, 
or Shaf, as I like to call it, repeatedly annoyingly, whether anyone wanted me to or not. However, a dead name is dead for a reason, and so we are moving on. So what is happening on Hap this week? Again, if we were a popular podcast, which we are not at all, but if we were, what's happening on Hap this week, that would be another one that would be on uh, bumper stickers, T-shirts, coffee mugs no one would use. That would be another one of those catchphrases. Uh, this week we are discussing one of the most successful, most legendary musicians in the history of Italy. And how here, in America, he's just a meme. This is a fascinating story. Now, we will have an exciting musical performance at the end of this half from our star, our half recipient. And I'm about 90%, 90-ish percent certain that there will be no copyright issues with shows. Okay. Maybe 89-ish percent, but I am fairly certain that we are a go. But... Don't roll the tape yet, Bunny, because let's talk about our star first. He is a musician. He is an Italian TV personality. He is an actor, movie star, composer, and a hell of a strange dancer. His name is Adriano Celentano, and his nickname... Dig this, Bunny. His nickname is... El Molegiato, which in Italian means the springy one, which is a reference to the bizarre, bouncy way that he dances. Legit and for real. This man looks like my dad and dances like Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld, but with Parkinson's disease. He dances weird in this weird, bouncy way where he thinks he's all cool, like an Italian Tom Jones. Well, I am already thinking that we need to work it out so he is doing the musical score for Neil Breen movies. Nice. I'd be down with that. I would be down with that. We've got to get Tuna and Mr. Springy together. Yes. Uh, So... Remember El Molegiato, the springy one, because that will be something that you'll want to pay attention to when we get to the video. Okay. Is his dancing ability or lack thereof. So you'll see later on when the music plays. So, Adriano Celentano, the springy one, He was born in Milan in 1938. Dude's still alive, which is impressive. Just uh, a day or two ago, Bob Barker died. Yes. And he's one of those people that died at the age of, wait, he's still alive? Well, not anymore, I guess. But damn, I thought he was already dead. Like Bella Lugosi and Ed Wood. Yes. Bob Barker died today. Well, I thought he was dead. No, he was very much alive. Well, sort of. Uh, I believe he is now the second 
person who hosted WWE Raw to die. Right behind Betty White. I saw on Twitter that people are saying that, of course, Bob Barker would live close to 100 without going over. Yes. So he died at age 99 because, of course, he's not going to go over because then he won't make it to the showcase showdown. So everyone, please remember to spay and neuter your Bob Barkers. Yes. So uh, here's a weird odd fact, because I was learning about Adriano Celentano, the springy one, and I was doing a deep dive about this man who looks like my father and dances like Elaine Bennis, but if she had uh, Parkinson's. Adriano Celentano had three children, including an actress named Rosalinda Celentano. She is most known for acting in The Passion of the Christ. She played Satan. <coughs> isn't, Satan. isn't that crazy? That's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Adriano Salentano, the springy one, had a daughter who was an actress and portrayed Satan in The Passion of the Christ. That's just weird. That's just weird that there's a good chance that you may have seen the springy one's daughter. That's odd to me. But really, how strange is it for Mel Gibson to be casting Satan as a female? Think about it. A bit. Yeah, not surprising. Not surprising. Yeah. Uh... I heard that in The Passion of the Christ 2, um, it's going to be just like Creed 2. And, uh, oh, Judas shows up in Jerusalem. And, oh, he has a son, Judas Jr. Yeah. It's going to be just like Creed 2, Creed II. So in his teens and 20s... I, I, I uh, do, personally, I prefer when when Judas has backup dancers. That's the Judas for me. Uh, for me personally, I like my Judas to be a man of the cloth. A Judas priest, if you will. <laughs> okay. In his teens and 20s, Adriano Celentano <laughs> fell in love with Elvis and American <laughs> rock and roll music. So he started a band, and he was quickly discovered and signed to a major record label. He is credited with bringing rock and roll music to Italy. He released 40 albums in his very long career, and according to Wikipedia, and I quote, he is considered one of the pillars of Italian music. Okay. He, like Elvis, transitioned to acting and appeared in 39 films. Acting for such legendary directors as Dario Argento, Sergio Corbucci, Rick Dalton's favorite director. Yes. Federico Fellini, and Lucio Fulci, which I thought I knew how to pronounce until the moment I had to say it out loud at a podcast. Yeah. I think I pronounced it right, yeah, but... Good. Okay. 
Adriano Salentano, an Italian music legend, he was in La Dolce Vita for shit's sake. Okay, I I, I don't know what that is. I've Federico Fellini's film La Dolce Vita. Uh, oh. Adriano Salentano played a rock star in that. So what I'm saying is, what I'm trying to 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 explain is that Adriano Salentano, he is a big-ass deal. Yes. I say is because he's still around and he's still kicking. He is a huge-ass deal in Italian music. In fact, in 2012, he came out of retirement to do a concert, and it was seen by 9 million people online. The dude is a huge deal. And... I cannot stress enough how much this man looks like my father. It's scary to me. Um, this man is a legend. This man is a legend in Italy. He is a rock music acting legend. The man is incredible. However, in America, he is known as uh, a bit of a meme. Because of one song that he recorded in the 70s. Which is one of my favorite songs of all time. So let me explain. If, if you're a non-Italian American and you know of Adriano Salentano, the springy one, it is because of this one song. This one song, which became a bit of a meme here in America. Our boy Adriano, he was really good, and his Wikipedia discusses this. He was good at noticing and cashing in on the musical trends of the Italian people. And he's a songwriter, and so he, he knows about language and all that sort of thing. And so it, it's 1972 in Italy. And the springy one is all pissed off. I'm pissed off. Why? Because no one in Italy wants to hear Italian music right now. Okay. No one wants it, Italian music in Italy anymore. It's All Italian people want to listen to is American music, disco music, rock music in English. All they want is English language disco music and so what are so many Italian musicians doing they're recording songs in English so even the Italian musicians are are singing in English yeah. and he's pissed off about this the springy one he's upset about this it doesn't even matter if the music is good Italy just wants to listen to English songs cue sinister music as our camera zooms in on the face of the springy one and he says they want songs in English, do they? I bet if I release a song that sounds like it's in English I could make this into a huge huge hit. Uh, so they want songs in English, do they? Wait till they get a load of my next song. And so, 
on November 3rd, 1972, our boy Adriano released a song. It wasn't in Italian. Pause for effect in parentheses. And it wasn't in effing English either. It was in no language. Adriano got a beat, a sick-ass beat, a good beat, a decent beat. You can dance to it. It's a good beat, funny. And then he ad-libbed, improvised, complete and total nonsense. But the man knows languages. The man is a cultured man. He knows English. He knows all these different languages. I heard an interview with him on NPR a few years ago. The man is a smart, learned man, and he knows a little bit about languages and about accents and about the way that people talk. And so he improvised nonsensical lyrics that he created specifically to sound like English. Okay. It not, it's not going to sound like English to an American. But to an Italian, to a German, to a to a foreigner, he ad lib nonsense that sounded like English, and he released it as a single on November third, nineteen seventy two. Uh his idea was these Italians are so obsessed with the, with English language songs that I bet I could record the song of gibberish that sounds like English and it'll be a hit song in Italy. The song was called, it's all in one word, it's all one word, and it's called Prison Colonation Chuso. Okay. That is the name of the song. Hey, let, me, let, me, let me just be P-R-I-S-E-N-C-O-L-I-N-E-N-S-I-N-A-I-C-I-U-S-O-L. Prison colon That's the name of the song. And it was crafted to sound like American slang, but again, it means effing nothing. He released it in Italy, and this is what happened. No one cared. Yeah. Didn't play on the radio. He released it as a single. Nobody bought it. Song disappeared. Until over a year later, uh, our boy Adriano Salentano, he's appearing all over the place. He's becoming one of those people who is so famous that you almost forget why they're famous. He was the Paul Lind of Italy in 1972. Okay. He was the Charles Nelson Riley of 1972. Okay. He was the kooky lend me your comb of 1972 Italy. So, over a year after he released Precinct Colonese and Chuso, he was asked to perform on TV on a popular Italian TV show called Melelucci. And they said, hey, uh, Adriano, the springy one, we would love to have you on the show. Would you like to be on the show? And he said, yeah, sure. And they said, and you can perform any song you'd like. What song would you like to perform? And he goes, any song I'd like, eh? 
we've got an idea. So he performed recent colon asinine chuso. And boom! Overnight hit song. A song in no language. A huge hit. Not only in Italy, but in Germany. In freaking Brussels. Denmark. Germany. It becomes a hit throughout Europe. If you went to a disco, nightclub, dance club in Europe in the 1970s, there is a good chance that they would pump Adriano Salentano's Precinct Colon Asinine Chuso, and everyone would lose their fucking minds. This was a huge disco hit in Italy and all over the place. It means nothing. It's in no language. But it was a huge hit song. I love this song. It's on Spotify. Okay. And the funny thing is, is that uh, I love listening to it on Spotify because Spotify shows you the lyrics. <laughs> and it looks like Spotify had a stroke. <clears throat> like you want to, like, like, I don't know where you would rub smelling salts on your computer. But you want to be like, hey, are you okay? And Spotify's like, no, you got to cut me, Mick. <laughs> but uh, I love this song. I listen to it all the time. I downloaded it, and I have it on my phone. And the kids know it, and we're all dancing like the springy one because he dances. Like I, I legitimately, unironically, adore the song, Greason Colonies, and I choose so. And now. Uh, you take note of the dancing, but I found an old videotape uh, online of Adriano Celentano performing his hit song, Precinct Colonese and Inchuso, on Italian television. I am 90 to 89% certain that there will be no copyright strikes of any kind during this, but, Juani, go ahead and roll the tape, making sure to pay attention to his uh, insane dancing. But roll the tape! Thank you, though. you the cold maze, say one freezing cold and nice and I choose all. All right!
So that was our musical number, Prison Colon Asinine Chuso by Adriano Salentano. First off, he dresses just like Inspector Zenigata. <laughs> like, hey, stop dancing and speaking nonsense and go catch Lupin the Third. Yeah. His pesky friends. Um. I love this song so much. Now you can see why they call him El Molegato, the springy one. Because he dances like a crazy... He dances like he needs to pee. He dances yeah. like... Uh, I, while Bunny and I were watching this, I said he sounds... He dances just like my kids when they're doing the pee-pee dance. Yeah. He's doing the pee-pee dance. Adriano Celentano. But the dude's still alive, and he's still kicking. He was interviewed a few years ago uh, for NPR, and it, I, I legitimately love that song. That is a sick-ass beat, and it's, it's my hope one day to be backpacking through Europe with my wife, and we stop inside of a discotheque, and they play this song, and we start dancing. And suddenly a rose appears in my mouth, and I'm dancing. <laughs> I love that song. That song is freaking awesome. I, I've been waiting to do this half for so long to finally show people the magic of Adriano Salentano and his huge hit, Recent Colon Asinine Chuso. But it, it, it is a song of nonsense meant to sound like it's in English. And there are a lot of times, even it, as an American, you listen to it and you go, okay, 
this is nonsense, but sometimes it sounds like he's saying things that do sound a bit English, even even for me, I think that. But what an incredible song. You can listen to it now on Spotify. And that's it for half this week. Next week, I have no idea what we're going to do, but it's going to be fun. And so join us next time for more educationally uneducational fun with historic approximations or ten minute and warning. Cut and cut on that.